I'm Margaret Tolive. Welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Thursday, November 4th, and we're focused on President Biden's vaccine mandate deadline. Today, the president announced a January 4th 2022 deadline. That's for vaccine mandate compliance for companies with over 100 workers. Here's how it will work. Employers will be required to implement a mandatory vaccination program for employees and a weekly testing program and mask requirement for those who refuse the vaccine or are seeking an exemption. Employers who refuse could face federal fines of around $14,000 per violation or more, a lot more in some cases, according to administration officials. Now, the Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, is overseeing this program, and it's going to be relying on complaints to investigate noncompliance. President Biden said in a statement today, for our country, the choice is simple. Get more people vaccinated or prolong this pandemic and its impact on our country. The president said the virus will not go away by itself and the vaccination requirements are good for the economy. But Republicans are already pushing back. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel called the mandate authoritarian overreach, and she said Joe Biden failed to shut down the virus as he promised. He couldn't do his job, so now he wants you to lose yours. The way this program is implemented and how the public goes along with it or doesn't could determine the next phase of this pandemic. For more on this, we're joined by Tina Reed, author of Axios Vitals and Axios's healthcare editor. We're joined now by Axios Healthcare Editor and Vitals author, Tina Reed. Hi, Tina. Hi, Margaret. Let's start with the big picture. From the numbers you've seen, what's the current state of vaccine mandate compliance? What we've seen is that many large employers that impose their own vaccine requirements, places like Disney, Citigroup, AT&T, airlines, they all say their compliance has been pretty high. And while they have lost some of their workforce, it's been relatively low compared to the size of their workforce. Like, what does pretty high look like? So a lot of them are saying they're getting compliance up into the 90 percentile, and they're only losing maybe 1 to 2 percent of their employees. This is in particular, I've heard this from many health systems, that overall that's about the percentage of, of folks that are actually choosing to leave rather than getting a shot. I mean, that seems great. So is the picture really that rosy? And if so, what do we have to worry about? Seems like we've got this tackled. So big picture, the story seems to be mandates are working. They get people to get vaccinated. However, as we dug a little deeper, we found that there are a number of places that do seem to be having quite a, a number, large number of exemptions in the health systems, once again, that I was looking at. Many of them have maybe a 4 to 6% exemption rate, which is a bit higher than what we typically see for, like, for instance, a flu vaccine mandate. We're also seeing kind of an uneven impact of the mandates. So it's not everybody being impacted the exact same. Where does it seem to be having the most impact? So specifically, I was talking to rural hospitals that have found that, you know, the smaller hospitals, the rural hospitals where they've got fewer employees, they're more likely to be uh, much uh, more impacted by mandates if employees do decide to leave. Places that are located in regions where there's higher vaccine hesitancy are more likely to be impacted. And in some cases, it's not necessarily the entire organization. But if, for instance, an entire department bands together and says, we don't want to get vaccinated, 
that can cut into different services. So there's really group behavior, whether it's inside a system or whether it's regional or geographic or cultural, perhaps a disproportionate impact in the Midwest or in southern states. And as you said, inside departments, I want to get to this idea of how you can have high compliance and at the same time, a high number of people applying for exceptions. Compliance just means that you've complied by either getting the shot or getting an exemption. It doesn't mean that you've been vaccinated. Is that right? That's right. Got it. So let's get to now. Today, President Biden announced that January 4th is going to be the deadline for employees inside these companies with more than 100 employees to get vaccinated. How is that deadline going to work? Yes. So employers with 100 or more workers are going to have to implement a mandatory vaccination program or mandate weekly testing and masks for those who refuse the vaccines. Two doses of either the Pfizer or Moderna shots or one dose of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine are considered acceptable. OSHA is going to be overseeing this, and they say that for those that are not compliant, Fines could be could start at $13,653 or close to $14,000 per violation and actually go as high as more than $136,000 per violation if employers are found to actually be willfully noncompliant. That's probably more than most of those employees' salaries. How is it actually going to change compliance? Who's liable here? It's the individual who doesn't want to get the vaccine or it's the company who lets them come to work? It's the company. So this is an OSHA standard in terms of trying to keep employees safe. So if you think about there's certain employer standards that we already expect in terms of keeping employees safe, this is going to be seen as another one of those. And we're talking overall about companies, but it's different even for healthcare systems, isn't it? How do those rules impact healthcare systems? That's right. The bar is a little bit higher for health systems. They're not going to allow the opting out via testing. And so for those employers, they're going to have to find a way to either get those employees vaccinated or make sure that they have uh, legitimate exceptions. Is there a sense that this is going to affect different healthcare systems differently, rural hospitals versus hospitals in big cities? How's the industry looking at the impacts of this? So overall, when I talk to folks, they made it clear they're very pro-vaccine. Many of them are actually pro-vaccine mandate. Uh, When I talked to the American Hospital Association, they said they want to have consistent expectations across the entire industry so that it's understood for any healthcare worker the threshold or the bar they need to meet. When I spoke to rural hospitals, however, they were much more concerned about the impact this could have, and they are the ones that are probably going to get hit harder. And as a result, if you're relying on that rural hospital for care, this could have an impact on you. Exactly. So it could mean there could be less access to certain services. And in some cases, it could actually mean they have to close their doors. So how does this campaign and the January 4th deadline address misinformation? And I ask that because it's been such a factor in vaccine hesitancy across the country. Can the U.S. government change hearts and minds on this uh, through education or science, discussions about science? Or really, is the determination at this point that fines or losing your job is all they've got and that it's just a matter of enforcement? You know, that's been the interesting sort of storyline to follow throughout this, because everyone really tried to start with sort of the carrot approach. And it seems now there's much more of a a resolve that the stick approach is actually the one that is going to be making the biggest impact. 
you know, of course, we don't know what the final numbers are going to end up being, but it does seem that companies and the government have really, um, while they're still trying to push education campaigns, have resolved that they're going to have to make people get the shot. So, Tina, I feel like we may get a little preview around November 22nd. That's the deadline for federal employees' compliance with this mandate, sort of an earlier deadline. But on a bigger scale, January 4th is still a couple of months away. So there's millions of American workers who work for larger companies who are going to be taking this question with them through the Thanksgiving holiday, through the end of the year holidays, and starting 2022 with this decision point, do I get the vaccine or not? Do you feel like it's really going to be up until that last minute until we know how effective this can be? I do think it could be. Um, What we've seen with some of these employer mandates is that there certainly is a trickle of people who are getting vaccinated every day across this nation, but a lot of folks are waiting until the very last second. And so we might not know for some time if this is going to work. Axios's healthcare editor, Tina Reed, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Margaret. Welcome back. This evening, we're watching the fate of two big bills. The first is the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill that the Senate passed months ago and that's been stuck in the House. And then there's President Biden's Build Back Better package. That's that multi-trillion dollar package that would expand social programs, and neither chamber has passed that. Here's what the politics team at Axios is hearing. The House is poised to pass its version of Build Back Better and send it to the Senate. And while that could come as soon as tonight, we're hearing tomorrow is a much more likely scenario. Now, once that vote happens, the House will call up that infrastructure deal for final passage. For breaking news on the votes tomorrow and analysis through the weekend, go to Axios.com. Before we go, we'd like to recommend another podcast you may like. Join Quartz Obsession every week as reporters from their global newsroom dig into the most fascinating facets of an object, where it came from, how it got to us, and what it can tell us about the forces that are changing the way we live and work. From the economics and technology behind instant ramen and sweatpants to the history of QR codes and more, let's discover more together. Listen to Quartz Obsession wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Margaret Tolive, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap. <laughs>